0: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the CEO cast. Now, I had to bring you a lot another episode of season 3, the last one, and today's a special one because I am with the CEO and founder of Hot and Juicy Shrimp and Yoni Divinity, Samantha Pascal. Hi! How are you doing?
1: I'm fine, thank you. How good. are
0: you? I'm very good, thank you very much. So, lovely to see you, love to have you on. Obviously, we've been talking for a while. Um, and I thought, you know, it would be great to have you on, to be fair. It's been a long mm. time coming. Um, and I think what you do is unconventional and actually sick for people to watch, to be fair, and learn from your journey. Thank you. So I think, how about you start it off and tell us what Hot and Juicy Shrimp is? Obviously, we've got the packaging right in front of us here right now, but yeah. I know it's more than just the packet, it's just essentially. more than just a pack. So how about you explain it? And go deep dive into what it is.
1: Okay, so Hot and Juicy Shrimp London. Now we are a seafood boil takeaway based in North London, East London, and um, that's Wood Green and Bethnal Green. Mm-hmm. Um, we sell flavoursome, wholesome seafood boils. Um, they originated in Southern America, so that's where we get a lot of our influence from.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, we're just we're just the best thing in town. <laughs> <laughs> best thing in town. I love it, I love the confidence. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but as I said, it's unconventional. So I think the best way to <clears throat> to find out how you come up with this idea is go through your background and where this whole idea came from.
1: Um yeah, so we so me and my business partner, we tried a seafood boil for the first time in Vegas. Yep well like years ago probably like four or five years ago
0: let me just ask you did you go to vegas with the intention of starting a business or no we went
1: to vegas with the intention of just having a good time okay just vegas yeah (laughs) (laughs) what happens in vegas stays stays in in vegas Vegas. um (laughs) but no so we just went to vegas have a good time and we came across this restaurant um we tried the seafood boil there and we'd never tasted anything Mm. Like it, like, you know, just the flavors. We'd never experienced that. Um, obviously, we had seafood in the past, but the way it was put together, you know, with the prawns, the corn, the potatoes, the sauce, it's things that we eat often, but just not like that. Mm. Um, so we came back to the UK and we, there was nowhere that sold it. Well, there was somewhere that sold it, but it didn't taste the same. Um, one, and then that's when the Instagram seafood boil companies started slowly. I'm sure you've seen like an ad on your. A couple. On your, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, like they slowly started popping up. So, you know, I tried. Um, I tried one from one of these companies and it tastes nothing like it. And I was like, okay, they've completely missed the mark. Um, then someone else is making them. And I managed to get like 10 people to also buy with me. Mm-hmm. So I bought for them, and then it just tasted horrendous. Wait, so what
0: you, do you mean? Like you got ten people to buy it for you? So buy I to-
1: I basically told ten people about it. Yeah, about your one. No, about this is someone else's. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. okay, that was selling it, and I got ten people to buy it with me. Yeah. So I basically picked up all our food and dropped it off to them. Yeah. Made a little bit of a cut on it, but you know, <laughs> that's the business women in me. Um, and it just—I was so disappointed in that,
2: hmm.
1: and I was like. I'm I'm a brilliant chef. Like I I love cooking. Like cooking is is how I tell people I love them. And I was like, I can remake this. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And if I can get ten people to buy from someone else, why can't I get them to buy from me? So I then started. Um, you know, I came up with. I was like, I'm gonna sell seafood. And I told my my who's my business partner now. I was like, so I, you know, I want to start selling seafood boils. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I sent her the logo. I was like, look, just now nah. look at it. And she was like, okay, okay, Sam, let's do this. Um, so then I started like experimenting with like the saw. Well, back then it wasn't just the sauce. It was we, I made it in a different way when we started.
2: Mm.
1: And then that's really how it begun. It just from there, it just literally skyrocketed. So you had
0: been cooking before this anyway.
1: Yeah, I, god, I love cooking. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: so you know, seeing as you've been cooking, when you tried that in Vegas, did you automatically think that you can recreate this exactly? And whereas other companies have hit the mark on it, and it hadn't tasted anything like what you tried mm-hmm. in Vegas, did you know what the secret ingredient was in Vegas to bring it here? How did you get that right?
1: Um, a lot of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, oh god, it was a it was a lot of youtubing. Mm. It's now. These days, you can, from the internet, you can become anything. You can learn anything. There's so much educational content on YouTube. Mm. So it was a lot of YouTube. I tried out a lot of different recipes. Um, I failed a lot. There's there's a there was a lot of failure um, before getting to where we are now. What was so, the failures
0: like? What did you have to go over?
1: Oh my, so. <laughs> There was, there, there was, there was a lot, there was a lot of, there was a lot of fuck ups. A lot of fuck ups. Mm. Um, where do I even start?
0: Right from the beginning. Talk to me about when you first pieced your ingredients together and essentially launched. What okay. were the things that went wrong there?
1: So when I was, so okay, so at the start we were in our house kitchens. So we had our little kitchens. My friend was in North London. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in, like, in east london essex yep. and basically the operation was just it was a lot smaller it was handwriting out orders answering dms putting it in spreadsheets um it's just cr- like how we started to how where we are now it's crazy to think how far we've come and it, it does it is it is a bit it is a bit emotional because it's like raw like we've actually created something out of just wanting to flip a little bit of like a hundred pound a weekend Mm. um so you know we started in our house kitchens and then it got to a point where like 30 people were coming to our flats every day like on the weekend and then my brother was like sam this isn't safe anymore like this is this is where you live so i got an airbnb and where i live um is quite far away from public transport so I thought okay well it makes sense to hire out an Airbnb so that I can be closer to, to, to Walthamstow train station yep. and so people won't know where I live. So where was the Airbnb? Walthamstow? Yeah okay but cool. it was basically a room in someone's house. Oh okay so, what so <laughs> a house here sort of <laughs> Yeah so okay. what I would do is I'd cook so I did two drops so I'd cook the food in the morning for lunchtime drop and I'd, I'd post up waiting there for people to come, yeah. looking out the window and then run it down. And then I'd have the the dinner time drop. And then I realised, hold on, if I park my car around the corner, people could just come to my car. So then I would take the food in like a like a big cooler and just post up by Wolfham's station <laughs> in my <laughs> Breaking all types of food and safety. laws. laws. Listen, like when So I'm saying when I think about the journey now as to where like I was my like my my car near to Wolfhamstow station, cooler. Yeah. Lift up the lids and then people are queuing up to come and pick up their order. So
0: on average, how many how many boxes or how many portions did you have in your car?
1: So then I was I think like probably like 40 mils 40 okay 40 mils from my boot
0: is that for combined lunch and dinner that's
1: no that's lunch okay that's lunch i go back home yeah so what i do is i like marinate everything up in the morning and keep it in the fridge so my fridge was
2: packed
1: yeah so i do the the lunchtime run i'll be at my car boot so people come on oh, my name's. oh yeah it's like like yeah, <laughs> like yeah. i'm in the market and then i'd go home i'd cook up the the second batch and then speed back to Wolframstow, so now it's dark, and then they'd be queuing up. Honestly, I don't even know how people are buying for me, because I like I'd be like, my god, this is her boot.
0: How long did it take you to sell 40?
1: So that's like so people would would have pre-booked. So we always operated a pre-ordering system. Okay, cool. So people would pre-book. Hmm. So we basically people would all be booked to come at one o'clock. Okay. To my car yeah. by Stowe Station to pick up
0: them. <laughs> yeah, forty people surrounding your car basically.
1: It was, it's, and then I had one of my, um, like my younger friends that like she'd come and help me. Yeah. So we'd be there like, I put in alphabetical order. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's, cr- it's crazy when, and do you know what? For a period of time, I forgot. It's because it's so easy to be in, in the rat race that you forget the intricate details of how you started. <laughs> Mm. But then remembering that, I realised like, how important it is to remember like where you came from so you can actually, like you were saying before, like be proud of where you are now.
0: Let's talk about that because before we started this podcast, me and you were talking and we kind of had some sort of similarities in the sense of how our mindset was growing up with jobs mm. and stuff like that. Um, so let's talk about your hot art, Brian. But before we do... Here's a message from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is for men and women making online shopping for clothes a lot easier. There's been times, you know, where you're shopping online you think you found something that comes to your house and you realize it's the wrong size, wrong color. It's not everything you saw that was on the website. Or sometimes you can't even find the clothes that you like. This is where Stitch Fix comes into play. It's quite simple to be fair. All you've got to do is go into Stitch Fix, create your profile, select your style, your color, your taste, and your budget. Once you've selected that, a box comes to your house a few days later with all the clothes inside of it. In my experience, I was quite impressed to be fair, because what I'm wearing right now what you're seeing is essentially what I'd go out and buy anyway. So the fact that the ease of use that this came to my house and I didn't have to go out or do any online shopping just makes life 10 times easier. And the best thing is there's no subscription service so you're not tied into anything. You literally simply schedule it as you need it. So it's simple, to get started, all you gotta do is go to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash CEO cost and get 20% off when you keep all five items. And they're now waving off the 10 pound styling charge on your first delivery. Once again, that's stitchfix.co.uk forward slash CEO cost to get 20% off when you keep all five items from your fix. Now let's get straight back to the episode. Yeah. So talk to me about your up- upbringing then. So well, I want to know where your whole entrepreneurialism derived from.
1: So the entrepreneur is entrepreneur. Entre-
0: how do you know if you, how do you know if you don't? Manage no. It? Can you repeat that word, please? Entrepreneurial. I can't even. Repeat that, is that, that even that a word, or did you just
1: entrepreneur? Entrepreneurialism.
0: What did
1: I say? Did I say entrepreneurialism? Is
0: that even? A, I don't know. I don't think that's a word.
1: Is it? A, we need to check this in the diary. But okay. Yeah. Anyway. Said, okay, you know, where did your whole entrepreneurial mindset? Dorothy? Okay. That sounds <laughs> better. Um. So I saw the importance of hard work from a young age, not not in a way that I would have wanted to have seen it. But when my dad left my mum when I was about five, my my dad had basically. You know, given us a certain lifestyle that my mum was dead set on maintaining, hmm. and that meant she was not going to move out of this big house. She her friends were telling her, you know, leave the big house, get a council flat. You can't afford it. Mum said, no, my so kids are what staying was it, like, here.
0: Those, like a lavish lifestyle.
1: Yeah, like my so my mum. She still has. It's a six bedroom house in um, Woodside Park, which okay. is quite an affluent area. Yeah. So what she was doing, she was working like day shift night shift day shift night shift so i saw like her hustling to maintain the lifestyle so where that was detrimental to obviously her parenting mm. but indirectly i saw how important like how important it was to work
0: did you when you obviously you were young at that age around five six mm. years old when you saw your mom hustling and you know working hard day and night did you know reasons why
2: or no, no?
1: It's something I came to understand much later on in life. But at the time, I was just thinking... But because I was so young, it's like I didn't know any better. Mm. It was only when I started going around like, my friends' houses and I saw their parents were present, that I realised, okay, something's... This isn't right. You know, but this... But don't... At a young age, you don't fully understand. Don't acknowledge it, yeah. yeah. Fair play. So that's that's where like I first saw you know the importance of hard work and then after that it was you know where even though she was working so hard because the the I'm gonna refer to his overheads even though it's not a business but because her overheads were so high we were still broke Mm. you know so I would I would take I say I take a pound from the money jar Okay. I mean, it was open, so technically, it was you know anyone yeah. could take it. Well, we weren't meant to take it. I take a pound from the money jar. I buy a bag of Skittles. This is when it was cheaper, um, and I'd sell them in school to mm. make a bit of extra money. So it was from then I was sort of learning, or I'd like hustle my older sister out of money. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you to, okay, so you you essentially were selling sweets in school, yes, and that's how you got your first sort of taste of entrepreneurial, yes. Lifestyle, basically. How old were you then? What uh, year God, in school? I've
1: seen about... I was in... So, it was in primary school, so you have juniors and... Or is it infants and juniors? So. Infants,
0: juniors, and secondary.
1: Yeah. yeah, so it was would have been past year three.
0: Oh, so... Okay, so you were doing in primary school Oh, then? yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so that's that's the first I've heard of it, you know? Because normally yeah. people start, you know, selling sweets and stuff when they're in between the years ages or was like year seven and year... I don't know, 10, 11 sort of thing?
1: No. Would it have be been... No, I sorry, no, not not year three. This is too young. Probably like year five.
0: But still primary school. That's, yeah. that's still very young. So probably though, like you. year five. Yeah. yeah, What gave you the idea
1: to start selling sweets in school? Because I needed the money. Or well, what I would do mm. is there was this thing that girls used to do where they take some mm-hmm. of their hair and they'd wrap like coloured thread around it. Mm. And I learned how to do it, and I charge girls a pound for each thing. Yeah. So to do it, I charge you a pound.
0: Uh, what do you do? They get just one, or yeah, it's
1: just like. Some, if, if you're in, like, I'm 30, so I don't know, people that were in primary school when I was, like, they'd remember, it was like, it was like coloured thread on hair.
0: Like a trend sort of thing. Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah. So that's the taste of your first time being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, when they start selling sweets in school and stuff, you know, they let the school life get to them or not get to them. I mean, they're completing the school life <laughs> um, and it kind of stops from there. Um, where, how did you manage to continue it?
1: What, the entrepreneurship? Yeah.
0: Because um, that's one thing. I and mean, then, obviously, where we are today, completely different thing.
1: Oh, God. Completely. <laughs> I mean, it it took a... I don't really remember. Secondary school, I don't... No, I didn't... Secondary school, I didn't really do nothing. Secondary no. school, I was, I was broke. Broke. Broke, broke, broke. Mm. Like, a pound a day for lunch. What am I buying with a pound a day? By the time we've bought the cheeseburger at the time, which was 69p, I think a hamburger was back then.
0: What, in school cafeteria or something?
1: No, McDonald's.
2: Okay, yeah. It was
1: like 69p or something. By the time I've bought that, or we've gone to Greg's and bought a sausage roll,
2: yeah.
1: I've got like 30p left for school.
2: Mm.
1: and, But at that time, I, I didn't even think to make, you know, ways to make money. And also because I went to, I went to a private school um, but I was, for, so first my mum paid And then after that I was on a bursary So where you're surrounded by loads of rich kids You're not really going to be trying to Portray that you're broke mm. You know, so you just sort of grin and bury, I'm not trying to make no money off you Because you think I'm broke So you have to, you know, keep up appearances um, So I didn't really make Anything during secondary school
0: Keeping up appearances Did that have any sort of Toll on you in terms of like mental health
1: What in school?
0: Yeah Like Cause even though you're, You are still young At that point You know If you're trying to keep up images
1: mm-hmm.
0: To be on like the level With the peers around you Does that have sort of Any effect on you?
1: Um Not really No because Luckily within my school So I went to It was a Private Catholic school mm. Was Predominantly white Within the school There was probably Five black girls Yeah five six black girls and so within that group i didn't have to really keep up appearances mm. um and we sort of stayed within our group together sort of yeah. yeah but you know you know how it is in school you usually have the the oriental the white the asians the blacks it's, that's how it is in school isn't it yeah yeah um so you didn't really have to keep up appearances within your group i mean I think the girls knew that I wasn't as well off as them mm. because I'd asked them for, you know, oh, can I have some of your sandwich, or can I have some? <laughs> oh, God, I used to ask for food a lot. I, started, I was like, in this life, I could not be broke when I'm old. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it didn't it didn't really play a take a toll on mental health because I had quite a good support system within school.
0: When did you get back on making money for yourself again? Uni. Uni. Yeah. Okay, so this is quite some time after then.
1: Oh, no. Actually, EMA. What's EMA? Yeah. How old are
0: you?
1: 24. Okay. Do you... Okay, I can't even talk it's to him, can I? What's EMA? Do you remember EMA? Yeah, all right, Ben. You're going to have to explain this one for me. Let me enlighten you. So basically, if you attend all your classes and you fill out the form... Yeah. Your teachers sign off all the boxes, you... Um, Wait, I don't even know if I can... Anyways, they sign off all the boxes, then you get your £30 a week. From the school? Yes. No, from the government. Oh, from the government, yeah. Yeah. And then if you've attended all your the term, you get a bonus. So...
0: it's so basically like a job?
1: Sort of. I probably only attended five days of college, <laughs> but I definitely got my EMA.
0: So EMA is... is... Like, the scheme or what they'd call it, the government scheme yes. sort of thing. Okay, I thought you meant, like, it's, like, another after-class school Oh, no, thing. no.
1: So, <laughs> it's basically a way for... <laughs> Made
0: me feel like a Ute one time. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> So, no. So, it's a way for, like, people that are in low-income families to have some money. Oh, fair enough. But, and, it's obviously, you're rewarded by spending, by mm. going to college.
0: So, then... Yeah, so, like I said, it's that almost like a job, then. So, right. no, so, it's...
1: So, basically...
0: Brandy, yeah, Brandy points, yeah.
1: No, so I I would assist my fellow um, classmates in making ensuring they receive their EMA.
2: Okay. Yes. <laughs> did you, did you? Okay. Okay.
1: I was a very good artist. So Let's just say
0: You're very good. What artist?
1: Artist. Yes. Yes. Very good artist. So, you know, you have to... when when you come from.
0: The hustlers born in you. you can the hustlers within you, but yeah. it's
1: also when you come from a background where the money's not like that, you mm. know, and you're surrounded by people who their parents are buying in their first car at 17. Mm. You have to find a way to make money. Now I was not going to be on the road selling drugs because I wouldn't have known where to be gone. So you, you know, you had to find other source of income and I was a very good artist and we ensured everyone got paid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um,
1: but at sixteen, I got my first job, which like proper job, which was in a call centre called Space Kitchens. Yep. Um, North Londoners, a lot of us would have known what Space Kitchens was. What is it? It's a call centre. We were selling kitchens. I definitely think it was a scam, but <laughs>
2: I yet? had my sheet <laughs> and I was
1: reading, you know, my scripts. Yeah. And it was like I think it was five pounds an hour, and you get nine hours a week. Okay, so, so I was about getting. 45 quid yeah Mm. but you know coming from one pound a day to 30 pound a week from college and in 45 pound a week that's i'm rich yeah you know um so yeah
0: did you get commission on top if you sold any kitchens
1: i have no i I did not sell any kitchens (laughs) okay so it's just
0: a hourly wage sort of thing for you
1: yeah Mm. yeah
0: and then what happened after that
1: after that i how
0: long were you there for
1: Oh, God. I was at Space Kitchens for about f- six months. Mm. Six months. I was able to like pay for my driving lessons um, and yeah, buy some nice clothes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you would have been 16, 16 17 at 16, 17, that point. Okay. And then after the six months, how did your life continue after that? Did you have another job when you left?
1: I went on to work at La Senza. Um, they've actually closed down now. It was an underwear shop,
2: hmm.
1: a w- women's underwear shop. And that didn't last because basically I was told to do something. I was told to sort out stock and it was so much stock. And I just told the manager, I was like, do it yourself. I- I'm not doing that. And then I lost my job. Let's talk about this because we were <laughs> speaking off camera. Yeah. And track
0: record for me and you. Seems like the jobs, when we're working for other people, Mm -hmm. um, tends not to last very long. Yes. Why do you think that is for you?
1: For me, it's, I don't like being told when I need to start my day or when I can take a break. Mm. If it's okay for me to use the toilet, is it okay for me to eat? That was always a problem for me. I didn't like being put in a, you know, structure. Mm. I'm a free-flowing... Creative person. Creative. I like to work to my own, like, time, dance to my own beat. So I always, like, knew that it just... This... Like, even school.
2: Mm.
1: I'd come into school in what I should... Like, basically, what I shouldn't be wearing. Just... You know Samantha's on uniform day every day. Yeah, some every school report was, oh, Samantha will do better in class if she focused. And it's yeah. like no, because you're telling me how to do it. Just let me do it. Yeah. Um. It's like in school, the only subject I really excelled at was art because I was free. I I just like to be my own person. Mm. I like to be in control of my time. Um. Not have a cap to my creativity, and I just I'm just I'm just a bit of a rebel
0: so deep inside when you're having these retail jobs or other jobs in that sense yeah mm. uh, at a young age did you know deep inside that you are meant to be you're born to do more than this
1: yeah i just i didn't know what i was meant to do but i just knew that i'm not an i can't some people are unemployable when i'm unemployable um like i've had some really good jobs mm. and they probably lasted six months because i just i'm i'm unemployable one of my jobs not my last job um one before that i'm sat at the table instead of taking customers' bets i was building my website oh is it <laughs> building my swimwear <laughs> website because i'm like fuck this shit i'm not taking another bet like oh could i have five pounds on the two-one? no <laughs> right <laughs> got an empire to build here
0: <laughs> so okay so i didn't know this we didn't speak about this off camera you <clears> know you're building your website for your swimwear
1: yeah, so is it, I had a swimwear brand before. Okay,
0: you didn't mention that, no.
1: I, I've had a few businesses. Yeah? Yeah, I've had a few businesses. What was the first
0: businesses you, business that you started?
1: Um, Was hair. Okay. So I was doing and selling hair. This is like weaves. Um, My speciality, so like my unique, my USP, was that I could do weaving any type of hair. So whether that's like the straightest blonde hair hmm. to the, you know, the... Thickest afro hair Yeah So that was my unique selling point So I did that for many years um, Made what at the time I thought was a lot of money mm. You know God you're making A thousand pounds more a month On top of what you earn from work I
2: feel like you're going clear
1: We're um, piling we Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so um, That was my first one And I did that For about five Six years okay. I did hair
0: So then what You stopped or
1: Yeah I So what stopped me from doing hair was I had bought a bikini um, from eBay Mm -hmm. and I had a client come around to do her hair and she saw it and she was like oh my god how much is that bikini and I thought £20 I paid £4 for that and she (laughs) sent me the money and I was like oh I was like, just like that Yeah. so I'm standing here doing your hair for three hours I've sold you that bikini in one second And I'm not doing the same legwork. From that, it was game over for hair.
0: So just to put this in perspective for me, I'm a boy, so I don't really understand these things, yeah? So for what you doing someone else's hair, how much do you get from that? How much is, like, what's the average cost? I don't know, charge?
1: It starts from, like, £20 up. Obviously, now what they charge for hair is crazy. But back then, it was, like, £20 for, like, a weave.
0: Hmm. And how long does that take?
1: About two and a half hours. Okay. And then I've sold a bikini in a second.
0: That's sense to from, the from same that money. point
1: it was it was all over.
0: It changed the whole structure. It
1: changed <laughs> it changed my whole viewpoint. And I was like, I'm not gonna stand here and do hair when I can if I can market myself the way I've marketed myself for hair, hmm. but I can market a product, I can sit down and just ship it out and just
0: <laughs> sit back, relax. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. And then that's when I realized that. I don't want to do hair no more because before, when I was doing hair, I had this big view, vision of um, one day I'm going to have a salon and mm-hmm. I'm going to have a hairstylist and it's going to be called this. And But then when I realised that, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to, I actually don't want to work. Mm. So I want to buy and sell.
0: So you started with the swimwear. Yes. That's how that's come about. Mm-hmm. So then talk to me about your whole swimwear journey.
1: So swimwear started off as drop set drop shipping. Yep. So someone would, so I bought each each item. Um, and this is, so I bought each item, and then I got my friend to do a shoot. It was in my bedroom with such a boot-like shoes. God, if I look at the pictures now, I, c- I can't believe how I sold swimwear Have you got from these pictures. pictures too. Somewhere on my phone.
0: I might have to ask you If I wanna uh, see, put if it you in the yeah.
1: Somewhere on my phone. <laughs> and then I'd post online, so each sim was like fifteen to twenty pounds. They'd buy it from me, I'd order on eBay, just get it sent straight to their house.
0: Yeah. Voila. What seems like easy work, yeah?
1: Light work. And then So that was that and it did it did it did good. Mm. How long did you do that for? So that brand was called Majestic Goddess. Um and that was lasted about a year and a bit
2: hmm.
1: a year and a bit a year like almost two years um but within that, I started doing other things like I got into um model management this is for music videos, so yeah. putting girls in videos um and then I was like doing tour managing for like celebrities, so I did like Rick Cross's tour. Oh, is it? I did his tour twice, yeah. So I took him to Birmingham and London. That was through a company, um, my friend's company.
0: How, do you, how do, you, do you put yourself in a position to do that?
1: Just conversations, really. But you never you, know who you meet. Yeah. And they might just see something you and be like, I want you in my team. No experience. Yeah. But they liked he liked my energy, so.
0: That's mad. I didn't even know that. Because obviously, like, Rick Ross obviously... Mm The artist is massive, massive, massive. So, to you to get in that door in the first place and manage his tour Mm -hmm. essentially, that and he's coming
1: back this year, and I'm doing it again,
0: is it? Yeah, backstage passes. Yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) I love the energy, I can't lie. (laughs) No, that's sick though. Yeah, so even though, alongside we'll get to this later on about you know how hot and juicy started, Mm. but you're still doing other things, yeah, Mm.
1: yeah, you have. You have to do things that keep you... Al- yeah, and just keep you alive. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be a boss seven days of the week. You know, sometimes i want to do something different. Yeah, Like the other day I went skydiving. Is it? Yeah. Well, in the UK? No, in Spain. Okay, yeah. When I jumped out of the plane, I was like, this is it. I've killed myself. I couldn't breathe. I opened my mouth. <laughs> and then, but it's like you have to do... When you're so busy with a business you have to do things Mm. that keep you alive you know it's just different to the norm Mm. to make you feel like the
0: business is worth it
1: yeah and just to keep because otherwise you just tunnel vision mm. you have to snap yourself back into reality sometimes
0: so when you're starting these businesses and it seems like you know you're you're you're, you could see you're a born entrepreneur you know you've started things you've got this right now what is it for you when you start a business what do you want out of it Is it to sustain and provide yourself a lifestyle or, I don't know, to leave legacy behind within the business or what's your motivating factor for starting a business? My
1: motivating factor is breaking generational curses. Yeah? That's what it is. By that, what do you mean? What I mean is how my mum's mum wasn't present. um, Rest her soul, she's passed away. And my mum wasn't present for me. Mm. I want to make sure that when I have my children i'm present and whether i'm the overbearing mother that's absolutely fine but i want to be there for everything and that means that I unless i have a, a man who's providing everything, which i'm not going to rely on because that's the mistake my mum made <laughs> um, like i want i want to be able to you know have money coming in and be able to be at home mm. and i can't do that if i'm working nine to five what i'm going to get my maternity leave for how long is it six months or a year And then I'm, no. No,
2: So for me, it was like, I
1: want to be present. So that's my motivating factor is my children to come, making sure that I change the narrative for them. So Mm. they don't have to want, they don't have to be like, oh, I've got one pound fifty for lunch today. Can I get the baguette or the chit or the crisps? I don't Mm. want
0: that. You so, want to be able to have financial freedom for you and your whole family generation yeah. to come. Yes. That's a beautiful thing to be yeah. fair.
1: I want to buy them their first car at 17. Yeah? Yeah. Them, what, have you got the, any kids now? No, not yet. Okay. I've been waiting, but soon come. <laughs> soon come the ovaries are ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. We'll get into that conversation <laughs> later on. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Because yeah. that transpires into your second business. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, so so when? how many businesses did you start or, or did you have uh, up until the point of where you thought about Hot and Juicy? When did you go to Vegas? What year?
1: Oh, God, I went to Vegas in, I think, four years ago.
0: So, 2018? Roughly. Think. Roughly 2018. Yeah. So, what, did you still have the swimwear brand up until that yes. point? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. And you went to Vegas, Thought all this. Um. And so, when this idea came to your head?
1: So, but, okay, so if we go back. So, the year Hot and Juicy started, I had open heart surgery.
2: Okay.
1: Um. So, I had actually relaunched my swimwear brand. So, for me, I thought the swimwear brand was it. But it's like In business Whenever you start something You need to treat it As if this is it You need to go so hard mm. Not like it's a second option But it needs to be The only option um, So I had I was relaunching The swimwear brand As C O N. And then Obviously I found out I had to have heart surgery And when I launched Len, I think it was like Three weeks after heart surgery So I limped Into my launch party Can
0: I ask why You had to have heart surgery?
1: Um, I had a hole in my heart Okay. and like the major vein was draining to the wrong part of my heart and the doctors didn't actually know how Back my on. heart was functioning. They were yeah. like, well, this is, um, this is different, mm. but you know,
0: You're alive. thank
1: God <laughs> he's kept me here yeah. for a reason. Um, and then when I launched, when I relaunched my swimwear line, like it was Yeah, like three weeks after heart surgery. So I, I definitely wasn't supposed to be having a party. I was meant to be at home resting. (laughs) Okay. Like, literally, the scar was still raw when I walked into that, into that, um, into that place. But when I got the stock, the manufacturer did it all wrong. How so? She, so like, the large, so like, say, the length going around, um, for a small is this long yeah a large should be longer right yeah no it was the same length
0: okay so there was no large essentially
1: basically yeah so because i because i was going through the heart surgery i wasn't able to keep a close eye on the process so i basically got left with all this stock that was basically absolutely jacked up and i just fell out of love with that brand that just put me off it.
0: Couldn't you mark it and blag it almost as one size fits all?
2: (sighs) No. No?
1: No. No. (laughs) There there was just, like, and you know what as well? Because, because of the mental toll that Open Heart Surgery took out of me, I just didn't have the fight in me to fight for that company. Mm. I was like, I've just forked out, what, like three grand? I was like, I just, I don't have the fight in me right now. So, If I wasn't in that mental state, maybe I would have given that another go, but everything happens as it should. Now, had I had stayed within that company, I wouldn't have come to this.
0: But up until the point of where you thought you'd pack it in, how was it doing? Was it doing good, the swimwear? No. No. I know. Okay.
1: It was doing better when it was drop shipping. Okay. um, My forward, forward ask was like, oh, I'm going to upgrade this. And so the
0: first time when you had open heart surgery, was that the first time you thought you would manufacture your own stuff?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay, damn. And it's
1: like that, that year for the, like I, I, I put so much money into that. I, you know, I flew four models to Spain, had a sh- whole campaign shoot. And then this manufacturer messed up my, in like just the whole collection but I just didn't have the fight in me I was t- I was tired at that point I was mentally tired from the physical pain mm. so I didn't have it in me to continue that brand
0: and just to understand how like you you exited from the business what did you do, sell it on or just left oh it's just there it? oh, it's just there
1: I've still got the stock in my cupboard <laughs> I haven't every time like that that cupboard storage cupboard in my house it could be put to so much more better use but i'm not throwing the stuff away <laughs> so if someone wants to take over seo High, the DL's are down below thanks yeah
0: <laughs> they are indeed <laughs> <laughs> okay so you know we moved on from there and we've come to this now yes. right well not exactly this because it wasn't this at first no. was it no <laughs> so um yeah you know we talked about how we started and everything but where is the business now the
1: business four is years thriving yeah. no not four years deep two two years nine months
0: Two years, nine months. But you said you went Vegas in 2018?
1: But I started this in 2019.
0: Okay, yeah. My <laughs> mistake.
1: I think I went to B- B- Vegas in 2017.
0: Damn. <laughs> okay, Monument so two years, nine months deep. Yeah. How's it been? You've had to Life deal with changing. first thing, lockdown.
1: Oh, beautiful. beautiful. Oh, beautiful. So the first month of lockdown, we were scared. I was like, I'm not dying from corona.
2: Hmm.
1: So we shut, closed yeah, I shop. I was like, I'm not... St- I d- I was walking around with a gas mask on, not, not like, you know, the full <laughs> in Tesco bodysuit. I wasn't playing with, with Corona. The second month came and I was, and you know what? I had, I had left my, well, I didn't leave my job. I went on a career break um, just before lockdown because I was still like mentally healing from the open heart surgery. So I just needed a break. And then I thought, well, it's okay because I'm making some money from Hot and Juicy. Hmm. And then lockdown hit that month. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> this this is the insert the thick of it, isn't it? So um, lockdown hit and then we closed for a month. And I realized, like, I have no money coming in. Um, so, and actually, sh- yeah, I had no money coming in took myself down to the job center i was like hi guys so i need some universal credit and then like i had just had a pet talk myself i was like sam you've gone from having a decent living you know from i had a good job
2: Mm.
1: you stopped work you now you have no business because of corona and you've gone to the job center i was like no we're no cor- no i'm not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, doing, not it. I'm not doing universal credit no not 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 now so um i was like to my business partner we can reopen we just have to put measures in place to protect our staff protect us protect our customers mm. and then we reopened told universal credit peace
0: peace out <laughs> do
1: <Doces. laughs> covid was really good yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Okay, but how so? What, 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 what measures did you take in place when COVID is around for you to get up and running again?
1: Um, we did contactless collections. Yep. So basically, we'd leave the customer's food in a cage, they'd pick up from there and they'd go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then staff obviously wore masks, or testing, washing hands, sanitizing, the usual
0: hygiene stuff. And no yeah. one
1: actually caught COVID in my kitchen. That's beautiful. But in terms of as a takeaway, during corona, oh God. Loving it. We made that (laughs) shimane. It was beautiful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all the restaurants
1: are closed. Yes. And
0: you know, everyone's either going on ubi's or, you know, trying new things that they see on Mm -hmm. Instagram or whatnot. Because they're at home. Exactly, yeah. So
1: for for a takeaway during COVID, it was amazing. We made a lot of money. A lot of businesses made a lot of money. But you know, on the other side, sad for the companies that didn't Mm. um But obviously on our end, we were lucky to be within this industry during that time. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: so, you know, what a usual company might do, they start off as a dark kitchen sort of thing, Mm -hmm. um, and then have the idea or thought train to one day transpire into a full-fledged restaurant. Mm -hmm. What's your whole thought train behind that?
1: Restaurants are amazing. Um, They're really nice, but the overheads, oh my gosh, and the day, work... I feel like I work a lot as it is and we're open three days a week, but that's because during the week, I've got the team in the office. So mm. I'm managing them during the week. But a restaurant, that is a, that's a, that's a different, different ball game. Level. Yeah. That's so where now we've got. So we're at Karma Kitchens, big you guys up. So we're at Karma Kitchens right now and they have, they, we have a porter through them, pest control, you know, a lot of support equipment, but if we're in a restaurant now, we've got to handle all of that. Yourselves. All the bills. Yeah. Um have staff to cover restaurant for whether you open six or seven days a week. Um yeah, no, I'm I'm okay, thank you. Thanks, I pass that on that.
0: <laughs> so Karma Kitchens, just to mm-hmm. clarify, it's essentially so they're the kitchen and they provide you yes. the, the space and okay, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So how do you think you've got the business to where it is right now? like what did you do? Marketing must be heavy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'm, cre- I'm, a, I'm a creative. Mm. I, and I guess this is this is a a strength to having dyslexia. Is a lot of people with dyslexia see the world differently. We see beyond the fancy words and the spreadsheets and just the typing, and we just see it like in a much simpler format. Yeah, so. It's, to get it to where it is now it's a lot of marketing hmm. thinking outside the box um community we're huge on community hmm. um whether that's our Christmas give backs th- um donating from other countries to orphanages we're huge on our community um and also our story as well that's how we've we've grown I hmm. we've been very authentic in it um
2: yeah
0: but in terms of like that's like your actual marketing I know you mentioned that you've done stuff with crept conan mm-hmm. and like other celebrities influences mm-hmm. how did that all come about what was your thought train behind that why did you do that
1: you just dm them hey you want some food you hungry <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's just, literally it's just, it's as simple as that but well it's not as simple as that um the thought train behind that is obviously they they're influential mm you know they're eating your food people see them eating your food they want the food the um, followers want the food but in order to get to get these people some of them is connections like so you know them through other people
2: yeah
1: um or they might see one influencer eating your food and then they want it now but it's also when you dm them because you can be a company that has a thousand followers 300 followers but if they look at your page and they can see the care that's put into it they want to support you Mm. because these these were supporting us when we were like on 150 followers like we had pagey cakey zz mills like they 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 go hard for us
0: yeah if you go on your instagram page you can see that it looks proper proper professional like it's not like a Let's put ten percent effort into this just to make mm-hmm. the Instagram page active. Yeah, your page looks fully, fully mm-hmm. branded up. Everything's there on point.
1: Yeah, so I got ready for that. Thank you. Like when, like when I when I post on the page, there's a lot. <clears throat> like, like I said, like for me, when I feed, it it comes to my heart. Like it's it's mm. love. Yeah. So when I'm creating the content, it's coming from my heart. So I don't let. I have a team in my marketing team. They're not allowed to touch that that page. No, so no, it's no, just you no, no. that runs it. So they can touch the story. Yeah, but the no. actual feed post. Oh no, <laughs> better now. <laughs> no, but it's it's there's a lot of love and care mm. that goes into that page because when people come on the page, I don't just want them to see oh food, 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 food. Mm. No, like I'm I'm telling you a story, like it's. To me, food is deeper than just food. It's like, you know, like old school, like mums and that, like how they show you their love is, are you hungry? Yeah. Do you want to eat? And that's how I am. So yeah, <laughs> spread the love, man.
0: <laughs> spread the love. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, for a for, durational for time, you were a dark kitchen serving food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then, there we are.
1: There were steps before that.
0: There were steps before that. What yeah. was before that? So Talk to me
1: So we do Pop-up events mm-hmm. So obviously we don't Want to have a restaurant right now mm-hmm. um, But we do do Pop-up restaurants so we did one in South London, we, no Central London was yep. a brunch, we did two of those In collaboration with Nostalgia And then after that We did um, one In South London, Brixton f- Over four days that was sold out Big success. Mm. Oh, that was hard work. I so fe- what was your
0: pop-up? Selling the food still. To- yeah, so okay.
1: it's like a restaurant. Okay. Eating restaurants. So yeah, you yeah. come in like it's a hot... So we transformed the place into a hot and juicy experience. Mm. And cu- our customers get to enjoy a sit-down meal. Yeah. As opposed to takeaway. Um, so we we did our Brixton pop-up. That, that was one of the most hardest things I've done. <laughs> Fell asleep right. at the wheel. I was exhausted... Like that was mental exhaustion over physical because there was so much to consider, and then our second, well, our, just be our fourth one was in um, in Shoreditch.
0: Shoreditch would that would that have been busier because Shoreditch is like yeah, known for a lot of that pop-ups. was
1: that was big that was three times the size of our um, <clears throat> our Brixton one, and I think over the three days we had about. Over a thousand people Oh damn It was insane We had The restaurant held A hundred people sitting Yeah We had five covers Per day Over three days And it was sold out
0: When you What's five covers What do you mean
1: So five seatings Oh okay So first one was at like Twelve
0: So it's all spaced out basically
1: Yeah So we did it Twelve Two Four Six Eight Ten Yeah And it was sold out Every single one Like that's when you say, God, I'm grateful because (laughs) I'm saying like us that came from our little kitchens to the car to now we're selling out a venue over three days. A thousand five hundred people coming out to eat hot and juicy. That's a blessing.
0: Seeing that result. What does that mean to you?
1: It's God's working, man. Yeah. That's what it means. (laughs) That's what it means because. It makes me happy to see people eat my food makes me happy. Um, yeah.
0: And then did we come to this or? Yes. Okay.
1: Then we come to this.
0: So so talk to me what these are. People I don't know if people can read it on camera or whatnot. Sauce. Is
1: this a sauce. Yeah. (laughs) Classic sauce. Is this the same
0: sauce that you put on your food?
1: Yes. This is the sauce. So why did you
0: think you're gonna start selling your sauce?
1: So me with my me, I can't I can't sit still. Hmm. I need to do something. And then this just came to me because why do I sell... Because how else do we get our flavours around the world without actually shipping seafood around the world? As long as you can get seafood, you can make a hot and juicy meal with this sauce. And that's what that does. So it means that someone in Liverpool, someone in Amsterdam can taste the food without having to trek.
0: All, all green, the way to the way to Bethnal Green.
1: Yeah. That's mad. And this couldn't get us on the shelves. But it wasn't like to actually feel and see this is crazy because it didn't start off as as a source.
0: No, you said that this is the first day you've seen this properly.
1: Yeah. This That's is wild. this is this is mad. Like this is <laughs> the first this like we it, they arrived the other day, but actually seeing them filled with sauce
2: mm.
1: is crazy. Um but yeah, like I, I thought of it how long ago September 2020 I think it was and then my business partner she she was like you know we need to get this commercially viable so these are the steps we need to take Um, she ensured that we went through our testing you know because at first because of how you know like Fast thinking, I am. I was like, no, let's jar it. Yeah. Let's just get it in jars and put a hot and juicy sticker on it. And she's like, no, Sam, like let's just do it properly. Mm. Um, which is why our dynamic is so great because it's like I'm a risk taker and she's the risk assessor.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so I'm like, it's a perfect formula when you two perfect, combined.
1: Because I'll be like, okay, just so this is my crazy idea. This is my idea. Like, let's do it. And she's like, okay, it's a good idea, but how can you? Actually this is make what it we need proper. to. Yeah. Or like sometimes she's like, no she's like something that doesn't know it's not every opportunity that we need to take Mm. so that's why i'm grateful for our dynamic because she doesn't she allows me to be creative you know not saying that she allows me but she just lets me do my thing and she trusts in what i'm doing Mm. and then i trust in her knowledge and that you know she's gonna make sure that we're everything is compliant.
0: On point as well. Exactly. And the great, great thing with this as well, um, I don't know if you mentioned this, um, but you put the whole thing in the microwave. Yeah, put the whole thing in the microwave. So whereas a boy like myself would have probably just poured it all out of my chicken and whatnot yeah. and, you know, heated it on its own or something, you could put this in the microwave itself with yeah, the plastic. Just tear the corner, yeah.
1: pop it in the microwave, two minutes, pour it over your food.
0: And the way you explained it to me earlier, it sounded like that was a very key factor about it yes why
1: because i like to a word i love to use is foolproof yeah i like to do it so that there's little room for error so instead of a customer like just pouring the sauce into like a bowl and into the microwave and drying it out compromising the quality of the sauce this way sorry this way the the quality can't be compromised mm. so it's just it steams within the bag by its yeah
0: yeah because essentially if they didn't do it right if it wasn't in this packet it could dry it out it could dry it out and then they could say x y z yeah say, oh, shit yeah
1: ah oh, it's a shit it's well, not there's no the way cat. they can do that with no this. if you mess this up it's you it's beyond me <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 you're on your own um but I know there's there there's a there was a lot of um love and patience and care that's gone into this mm. like even just down to the the source itself, you know, the design. We f- uh, like our, our graphic designer, amazing,
0: patient. Um, how long did it take to get from idea to what we have in front of us right now?
2: A
1: year,
0: a year, full a year. full year. Mm-hmm. Was that? How did you feel throughout that time? Were you patient with it? No, oh no.
1: god! In September, I was like to my business partner, "I'm not waiting no more for these results. I'm just gonna send it to the printer and we're getting it printed." She was like, "Sam, do not do it." I was like, "No." Doing it, doing it, I can't wait anymore. And then she was like, just, she was like, just wait, just be patient, just wait. And hmm. I th- I'm grateful I listened to her.
0: With that, with this, mm-hmm. do you feel like in, in your head, that having this, being able to send your, you know, your sources all across the world, do you feel like Hot and Duty is now a lot more scalable in that sense? Yes. Why is it?
1: Because...
0: Because essentially, to try your food, you have to go to either Bethnal Green, Wood Green, yeah. or when all locations open up down the line, mm-hmm. which I'm 100% guaranteed they probably will be, they will they would still have to go uh, to the mm-hmm. venue and, and get it themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, they could, like you said, they could make it at home.
1: Yeah. But it's it's like, you know, like, so example, Nando's. Mm. You can buy Nando's sauce on the shelf yeah. and put it over your chicken.
0: They only started doing that recently, though, didn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it tastes good, but... It's not the same as getting the whole meal from Nando's. Yeah. So it's that like, it's scalable where you know you could, people can buy this and just have it in their fridge and play around with other things, but then they're still gonna want the original hot and juicy meal. Um. So yeah. It's, 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 made, it's made it more easy, easy. It's made it more easy to scale.
0: There's one thing. Oh, yeah, because essentially, you know, just before I get to move on to the next point, you've basically opened the doors for e commerce brand. Yes. Right. But one thing I wanted to talk about, which we didn't mention and I didn't ask you, I don't know why. Where did the name Hot and Juicy come from? Or Hot and Juicy Shrimp, to be exact.
1: Because it's Hot and Juicy.
0: Is that the first thing that came to your head? <laughs> yeah. You? <laughs> they it's just hot, run of it. <laughs>
1: it's hot and ju- no, we, I, no, there was a lot of names that were played around with. Mm. A lot of names. Like, crazy names. And then this just... Yeah, this did it.
0: You know, obviously, to run a business like this, you've got to have your whole business skills and everything mm-hmm. like that where do you think you learned that from aside from your previous businesses trial and error trial and error yeah
1: trial and error I, d- I did not do business studies at school I'm just I'm a hustler I'm a hustler turned to a business owner mm. Um it's transferable skills
0: and you said in uni as well you know you've done forensic science which was mm-hmm. completely different to what you're doing right now as well which is it's insane
1: it's it's insane like if someone told me 10 years ago that you'd like sam you'd have a takeaway with two branches just release a source i would have told them you're lying you i didn't see it coming
0: no it's crazy i wish you all the best with that thank you before we move over onto yoni divinity yes i want to ask you where do you see hot and juicy going in the next five years what's your vision for it
1: so I see hot and juicy having locations all over the world, mm. um, and this this sauce just on every shelf. You know, like a, it's gonna be, a, it will be a household name.
0: Mm. And talk to me, your plan about how you get, how you get there.
1: So how we're gonna get there is just market the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, literally, just network, connect um just yeah like build our network get it onto the shop off it's, it's it's hard work it's not there's no quick um
0: way quick the, method, yeah, to do it
1: because sometimes people look at our company and they think oh you know it's like a it's like a, they've got back we're an independent brand we haven't taken out a single bank loan we haven't got a single investor it's all us so for us to get to there it's going to take a lot of hard work you know at this point we might take out a loan because I'm tired of paying for my pocket. But, but, um, it's, 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 it's just going to take hard grafting. That's it she you. And, you know, we're not afraid to put in the work to get the results. Um, so the only way we'll get there is if we work and that's just tirelessly go Have, hard.
0: Having investors, mm-hmm. um, is that something that you pro- you hold proud of not having investors?
1: it's not something I hold proud of, but it's like.
0: But When the opportunity arises, would you take it in the future eventually?
1: Yeah, if if it makes sense. Mm. If it makes sense. I hold proud the fact that we've got to this point off our own backs, you know, without, without anything but us. And it's like, okay, so we've got it to this point of basically transforming our lives just through our hard work and dedication. Imagine where we can take it to. If someone was to put in cash, like cash inject, crazy cash injections company, flip it, flip that money 10 times. Because this is what we've done. We hot and juicy was started on zero investment. So where we operate a pre-order system, hmm. um, customers will pay a deposit. And we'd use that deposit to buy the stock for, the, for the, their, their orders. Yeah. So we never put a single penny into Hot & Juicy. So then to have it where it is now with no investment, imagine what we can do when we get that money.
0: Take it to a whole other level, literally.
1: Sky, skyrocket.
0: You see, you know, essentially you got this idea from America, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have a goal to take it back to America? Would you want to expand there? And, and then it's almost like gone full circle because you could get the next Samantha Pascal, go to mm. Hot and Juicy Shrimp in America, think of the idea there. It, it's just it's just mad when you think about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about if you had your brand in America with the, the place where amazing. you derived from? That would yeah. be amazing. That
1: would be amazing. Yeah. Well,
0: let's hope that happens. We'll get it there. Mm-hmm. We'll get it there. So, Yoni Divinity. Yes. Talk to me about this.
1: Yoni Divinity, restoring... Just restoring the, the um, I don't know even how to say this on camera, but I'm not going to be shy. So Yoni Divinity is a feminine hygiene brand, um like holistic brand. We off, offer services such as like Yoni Steaming um, products like the Yoni Steaming Herbs, Yoni, Yoni Steamer, Pearls, Scrubs, Soaks, mm. Yeah, just a whole bunch of vaginal goodness.
0: <laughs> and the meaning behind the brand, which you explained off camera earlier, what is it for you?
1: Um, Yoni Divinity is like, it's a passion project for me. Um, it it was birthed from my healing, myself healing, mm. healing from my past, healing from trauma. Um, that's where Yoni Divinity was birthed from. So me wanting to extend... Even just a little bit of my healing towards other women. Just, you know, giving them a safe place to ask questions, get information. Um, and just, yeah, just be free. F- free of judgment.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned that it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. So is it something that you're not too worried about how much it's making?
1: No. Not- I for for, your, for Yoni, I don't look at the money coming in. Hot and juicy is my bread earner. Mm. So... You know, Yoni is... It's my passion project. It's... Like, it's, it's not its not a project for now. It's a, it's a long-term project. But it doesn't have that... I don't put pressure on it. Mm. Because I don't ever want to feel like, you know, I'm... It's like, I'm... Oh, please come, come by, come by, come by. No, it's... Who needs to find us will find us. Fair
0: so, fair. yeah. I pretty much asked all my questions at this point.
1: So um, I just want to
0: know if there's any anything you want to get off well, your chest.
1: Oh, well... I hope in the near future, I'd like to start my own like brand development agency,
2: mm.
1: marketing agency to help, you know, new businesses grow their brand and like make sense of their ideas. So that's something to, to, to keep your eye on. Mm. Um, it's going to be called Pascal and Co. Hopefully I'll be launching it this year. And yeah, I'm just going to, just want to help brands just be great. Just, yeah. This might Let's seem like a,
0: like a, like an irrelevant question to yes. you. Obviously, your name's Samantha Pascal. Yes. Well, your Instagram's Coco Pascal. Yes. What's the Coco?
1: So Coco... <laughs> when I was in uni, they would call me Coco as like a nickname. So my Facebook was Samantha Coco Pascal. Instagram came out. Obviously, everyone's coming up with their nickname. So I was like, <laughs> oh, Coco Pascal. And that's literally it. has been
2: like that.
1: Yeah. So some people, they will they might call me Coco, but that's very, very rare. But I, I should change it. But I don't want someone else to take that name. So I'm keeping it as Coco Pascal. <laughs> Fair play. Just for that reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now that you, she's mentioned her username, you can make sure you press the link in the bio and go follow her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's KOKO Pascal.
0: That's, that's it. Any yeah. last words then? Um.
1: Any last words? Um. Well, just words of encouragement to my fellow entrepreneurs. Just keep going hard. Stay focused. I know it's a very... It's a very anxious position to be in. can affect your mental health, but just make sure you always focus on self-care, take time out for yourself, find things that make you feel alive. And yeah, let's just grind out.
0: That's let's it. make
1: that shmoney, baby.
0: That's it. That's the energy we need. <laughs> <laughs> you got camera here as well. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
0: I'm going to make sure they got a canvas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Samantha, I want to thank you very, very thank much you. for coming on the CEO cast, sharing your story, sharing your wisdom, and helping the other entrepreneurs who are watching this be uplifted and, you know, feel a lot better. And I feel like your, your energy is wicked, you know. I think we need to have a part two of you 100%. Yeah.
2: I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Samantha, once again, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'll catch you a lot on the next episode of CEO cast. Actually, no, this is the last episode of season three. So the next one you're going to see is season four, and that's going to start very soon. So keep your eyes tuned for that.